Hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. It's Sunday night, Matt, we're back again live on Twitch and YouTube with all of our friends. It's July 4th, which of course means it's America Christmas, isn't it? That's the day, right? <laughs> America Christmas. <laughs> America Christmas. You'll have to forgive Matt and I, we're a little bit more international than the rest of you. Happy America Christmas. I hope Ted Nugent came down your chimney and gave you all the M80s you wanted. That, that's what <laughs> happens right <laughs> that is my recollection of these things i'm fairly certain that is what's happened i thought it's fairly it's documented yeah again if, if i'm wrong and i'm rarely wrong <laughs> <laughs> did uh did you see that new netflix movie they put out uh for fourth of july america the motion picture from the people who I do uh like archer and clone high I haven't seen it yet, but I do want to watch it. It's it's okay. It's all right. I feel like this was definitely a pitch they had for a series that didn't happen. Yep. That's uh, that's my thing. As the chat said, fuck Ted Nugent. Yeah, really. He's a terrible person in real life, <laughs> we're just saying. But yeah, uh, America the Motion Picture, It's it has one kind of funny conceit. And that is like, let's do a movie about the history of America, but like with just a really bad misunderstanding of history. So like George <laughs> Washington and Lincoln are best friends and like buddy cops. Yep. <laughs> so I'm like, that's funny. That's a pretty one. That's a pretty funny thing. And there's a good voice casting. And Jason Manzukis is in it because Jason Manzukis is in everything. He's in everything. Yep. Mm -hmm. But that's what my week uh, has been looking like. What about you, Matt? Uh, it's been pretty good. I've been doing a bit of streaming. I started uh, the other night, uh, Yakuza Kiwami. Ooh, I saw, uh, yes. On stream, and I got, I got, I think, I think a quarter of the way through, I just did the big funeral fight. Oh, yeah, you're finally, you finally joined the club, Matt. You finally joined I have, the yeah. Yakuza club. I remember playing the first Yakuza on the PS2 mm -hmm. back in the day. When I'm fairly certain I did as well, but I couldn't remember a thing about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, when it was this weird little import. And kind of different in the dub, too, because it was <laughs> the only one until the newest one, Like a Dragon, that actually had an English dub to it. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed when when starting this that they didn't carry over that dub for this. It, Apparently, there's like a mod for the computer version where oh, it puts that in. Oh, nice. But yeah, yeah on this new one, it doesn't have it. The, the dub is not great as far as dubs go, but it's a very interesting dub. It has got Mark Hamill as Majima which is amazing casting uh what is it? i think they got like a bunch of other mob movie guys in there too uh th the one piece of casting i love uh, uh date your detective buddy there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the original dub he was voiced by bill farmer you know who bill farmer is famous for voicing i don't but that name does sound familiar goofy he's goofy. that's the, that's right yes <laughs> guy's been goofy for years and like this is him actually swearing and like trying to be like a serious hard-bitten cop but every so often you hear a little of the hoo in there <laughs> he can't help it after like a lifetime of goofing around it's just stuck in there <laughs> goofy lives rent free in his head don't you know <laughs> but yeah yakuza is great I, I gotta hop back in there what uh, what ones have i played I played one, obviously, when it was new. I played three, four. I did not finish five. Never started six. Haven't played Like a Dragon. And I never played two on the PS2 because that was like in the dying days of the PS2. Mm -hmm. It was actually like really hard to find. So yeah. I'll have to go back and play Kiwami 2. Oh, and I guess I played Yakuza 0 as well. I did beat that one as well. Yeah, you got to give um, the spin-off series Judgment a go as well. I've, I've played oh, the first yeah. Judgment and it's really good. 
yeah, there's going to be a sequel soon, isn't mm-hmm. there? And there's a PC version of Judgment as well. Yep. What a smart idea. We have another game where you play a detective instead of a Yakuza, but it's in the same city so we can recycle it. Exactly. That's actually so smart. Like, God willing, they should do that more for superhero games. They should make, like, one really good version of Gotham and then have, like, a bunch of games set there. Yeah. (laughs) Michael Rosenbaum. Thank you, Tevi. That was the other guy I was thinking of. Michael Rosenbaum is in that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's quite a few other people that are pretty interesting in that one. So, yeah, that's the kind of week we've been having pretty low-key. Matt and I aren't going to blow shit up because it's not our special day. Yeah, as well as like, I, I couldn't really get up too much anyway because I had a three-day lockdown. Oh, yeah, that's right. You guys are getting locked down again. Fuck, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're out of it now at the moment, but yeah, it could come back at any time. I, uh, I got to take my mom on the 6th to go get her second vaccine. She got the AstraZeneca so mm-hmm. she's going to have to mix and match with a second one right now. So I'm going to have to watch her and make sure, you know, she doesn't explode or something. <laughs> it doesn't become a scene from Akira. <laughs> I, I think it's speed rules. If she goes faster than 60 miles an hour, she might explode. <laughs> the kill orders activate. <laughs> the kill orders activate from Jeff Bezos. Yeah. So, you know, got to make sure she's OK. And once I know she's OK and I have taken care of her, I will get to work on trying to find my second one. And I love, now they're like, oh yeah, you can mix and match. You can do whatever with your thing. I'm like, yeah, but I probably shouldn't mix and match, right? I should probably try and get another Pfizer if I can. That's the thing that I'm I'm definitely going to be getting the Pfizer once uh, they allow my age bracket to actually get it, which I have no fucking idea when they completely bungled it here. Of course. Like it was going well at the start and then they just like completely went off the rails with it. It's funny, you know, I, I was going to say that they bungled the rollout here, but then I hear American people like uh, James Gunn, who is here filming that Peacemaker show, saying he's fully vaccinated. And I'm being like, oh, yeah, the Canadian government did such a better job rolling it out. I'm like, well, I guess it's a state to state thing, huh? <laughs> I think there's also the fact that, like, he's like a working professional, like, mm. like he's probably like at the top of a list somewhere you, you know you what i mean think. i'm like wait but dude you, you're rich and famous and like yeah. doing a major studio tent pool right now you mean they didn't move heaven and earth to make sure you got it yeah well again they probably did uh oh the captain could Joel, they did that for spider-man ps4 yeah i guess they did the miles morales game does take place in the same universe yeah but 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 this time there's snow which is actually pretty clever. I like that where they move around the seasons. That's another one I got to play mm-hmm. when I eventually get a PlayStation 5. It's it's on my birthday list. My birthday's on the 16th there. I don't think I'll be getting a PS5, but I'll settle for either a nice new TV to play next-gen games on. Ooh, or some Elton John <laughs> tickets. <laughs> yeah, nice. One way or another. So, yeah, it's kind of week we had. We were talking before we started. This is like a fifth week in a month, and whenever this happens, both DC and Marvel kind of chill out don't they they do and i'm kind of glad they do Mm -hmm. it's the closest thing you and i get to a vacation right i love my light workload this week well it's that as well as that it's like okay now i can actually catch up on comics from Mm -hmm. like weeks ago like i recently just caught up on that beta ray bill series Uh, i just uh read justice league right now and just finished Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. so that's good for me and everything oh and i got to put up a new capes and crooks too which i normally probably wouldn't have had a spot for but i did nice so that's been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I guess we do have some news for this week. Should we hop into that, or do we have any uh, any other business, any new business, any I, old business? I, I don't think so, no. Yeah, we'll just hop into the news. All right. So, yeah, again, not much news this week, everyone, just like not many new uh, books. So if this show ends up being shorter than expected, uh, that's why. 
Uh, I guess starting stuff up here, we have a brand new Batgirl costume that is going to be debuting in the pages of, I believe, Nightwing as part of the Fear State event. Because if you're reading Nightwing, Barbara is a big supporting character in that book. Yeah, and it looks fantastic. Looks great. It's a beautiful ver. It's a beautiful fusion of the costume we all know and love her to have and the old Burnside suit. I would mm-hmm. say this is the perfect evolution. Yeah, I also like that she's got white eyes now. Yeah, oh yeah, well, I didn't notice that right away. You're absolutely right. That's cool. Is this the first time she's had them? I want to say she's had them before, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I just it just stuck out to me. I'm like, oh, that's something you don't really see with Batgirl. I know she hasn't had it for a very long time. Her the, One of their big edicts was to make her, I guess, a lot more <laughs> expressive and everything. Yeah, yeah. This uh, This is kind of interesting, too, to see her suiting back up again, because as far as this, like, you know, new era... Uh, that we're in right now, the Infinite Frontier era, it looked like Barbara had settled into more of like an Oracle role again, more of being the woman in the chair. So it's interesting to see what situation it will be to force her to suit back up again. Well, again, they've they've been like teasing it because like every now and then she'll say she's not Batgirl per se anymore. But but when but if the situation calls for it, she will just because like her back implant thing, like she doesn't want to yeah, like yeah. tax it too much. True enough, which I'm fine with. I know, like, you know, this is a hotly contested thing. You know, should Barbara be Oracle full time? Should she be back in the chair? Was, you know, something lost by, you know, having her, you know, get over being shot in the spine and everything? I know even Gail Simone uh, weighed in on it in a very wonderful tweet thread, which if you miss, you should check it out. She was basically sharing a bunch of memories from the new 52. And basically what they told her is like, yeah, it's a year one. She'll be back in the chair eventually. Probably. We don't know yeah yeah that's the thing with these characters it's like they always revert back to their their fan favorite iterations eventually also too someone brought up an interesting point as well where it's like you know batgirl evolving into oracle is very similar to you know uh what is it dick grayson going from robin to nightwing etc etc they always take on that second form and everything Mm -hmm. essentially even i guess jason with red hood as well yep so Oracle is like her second form yeah, and t- everything. Tim Tim with like Red Robin. Yeah, and Drake, Drake. occasionally. <laughs> yeah, remember Drake, everyone? Remember Brown? That's what they should have called him. Forget Drake. They should have called him Brown. Oh no, it's Brown. <laughs> so there you go. There's your new Batgirl suit, everyone. Looks looks really good. I, I wonder, you know, will this be heralding an Oracle and the Batgirls book? Because I know that kind of seemed to be something they teased even in future state in backup stories. Yeah, yeah. That uh, they might be getting a book. I know I've I've loved a lot of Batgirl runs, but I didn't really have reason to go back and check that. I hear good things about the Cecil Castellucci run because she brought back a lot of villains I liked, apparently. Mm-hmm. I might have to check that one out. I might have to also check out Catwoman because apparently Leanne Harper is actually back in Catwoman now. Oh, really? Yeah, that that was revealed at like issue 25. And I know because I, I know she showed up in a Catwoman story in like the celebration of Asian heroes title. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, well, you know, that's out of universe. I'm sure that's just the writer having fun only to have someone tell me, no, no, no. As of Catwoman number 25, she's actually in there. She was another mystery character, but was revealed to ultimately be Leanne Harper. I'm like, oh, fuck off. Oh, wow. OK, that's just enough to maybe get me interested that's pretty cool also that means every member of the arrow family minus mia dearden is essentially back at dc right now just in other people's books yeah yeah that's true 
Man, Joshua Williams, I I see you. I see you, Joshua Williams, and I see what you're doing. <laughs> I see this great. They're they're allowed to use them now. <laughs> yeah, really. I see this tapestry you're building, but we'll talk more about Mia later and how she's kind of the weird standout when we talk about what we read this week. Nice. Uh, I guess from there, we can move on to another big story. This one from Marvel this time. Uh, here, let me put on my best clickbaity voice. Uh, did Marvel just spoil the death of Scarlet Witch? Huh? <laughs> Spoiler, no. Nani? I mean, yes and no, but also if you've been reading the X-Men books, you know no one can actually die anymore. Yeah. <laughs> And again, uh, we talked about this last week when we talked about Way of X and uh, Sword and everything. Clearly, Magneto and Wanda are in contact again, and they're working on something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're working on something that I am almost certain will end with Wanda back to being a mutant. Also, uh, X-Men 3, they're fighting High High Evolutionary again, who's the one who in the new continuity is the one who made her what she is. Yes. So, yeah, and also this is going to be part of the Trial of Magneto storyline, which I guess is also kind of a continuation of X-Factor that's getting canceled because it's all going to be about the trial and investigation, and that's what they do. Yeah, and again, I think we kind of called this as well, like last week and a couple of mm. weeks ago, that this is this is what Trial of Magneto would be about, the death of his daughter or something. Because it had to be. It's like, does he murder her and they have to put him on trial? Because it's like, well, murder no man, Eric, even if it's your daughter and even if it's to bring her back. <laughs> I don't know. I'm interested to check it out. That's for sure. Also, this coming on the heels as well of that news about the Marvel Darkhold event and possibly Scarlet Witch becoming the new Sorcerer Supreme or Sorceress Supreme. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be an interesting power grab? Hey, I brought my daughter back who I always loved. Sorry for sharing all those boogeyman stories of you. Oh, you're dead. Oh, you're a mutant again. Oh, now you're Sorceress Supreme, but I love you. It makes sense that like, like I think we even talked about this as well, where like the, the mutants have like a, a handle on like the the uh, the corporation world, the economics of like Earth. Mm-hmm. They've got their own planet. What if they had their own Sorcerer Supreme? What if we had our own Sorcerer Supreme? Now we control magic as well in this yeah. universe. <laughs> yeah, which would be interesting because this is also too coming on the heels of Doctor Strange dying. That's going to be a big event as well. The death of Doctor Strange. I'm guessing the rebirth of Scarlet Witch. So it all kind of adds up. Yeah. Also kind of combines their story together. Maybe by the time Steven comes back, because you know he will, just in time for Multiverse of Madness, it'll be like, hey, Wanda, can I have my job back? Exactly. Exactly. Synergy. Synergy. So again, if you're one of those people who got mad online about this, again, you got you got to read between the lines, guys. You got to think several moves ahead. You got to read between the lines, and then you also got to read the comics because they they this wasn't like some subtle like nuanced like hint or anything. They basically said this is what's happening. Oh yeah this this was a bad week for people who don't read comments. Oh yeah, absolutely. who, who Who don't read comics but only read headlines or get snippets of stuff from Reddit and other outrage merchants and decide they're mad about it on social yeah. media, only to be like, well, actually, if you've been paying attention, you would know. Yeah. <laughs> but then the general consensus is, meh, we don't read comics, who cares? I just still want to be mad about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's our fault, Matt, for giving a shit, you Of see. course, yeah, yeah, it's our fault, yeah. It's, it's our fault for actually giving a shit and actually paying attention. We are once again, you know, punished for our hubris. <laughs> So there you go. If you loved your WandaVision and you were waiting for when Scarlet Witch was going to get back involved with the cast of X-Men and everything, the answer is soon. And it looks like she's getting a big story. Yeah. 
man, uh, it'd be cool if she like slapped Exodus in the face for talking all that shit around the campfire. <laughs> oh, dude, you know something's going to be building towards that. <laughs> like he's sitting there scaring the children and she comes up and like kicks dirt on the fire and like punches him in the nuts. <laughs> Yo, boogie, 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 Scarlet Witch. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. All right, now from one incredibly powerful uh, individual with ties to mutant kind to another, uh, Echo the Phoenix is apparently going to be getting her own book very soon. Yeah, this seems like something that's going to be sticking around. Interesting, because again, with the fact that X-Men is dominating so much of the Marvel line right now, I assume, oh, it's only a matter of time before Hickman wants to do something with the Phoenix, Right, so he's going to want to take that toy back from Aaron, and this seeks to imply, no, we're going to keep riding Echo as Phoenix for a while. Again, I think it it comes to that point where it's like, he he could do that, but then it'd probably probably make the mutants a bit too OP. OP. (laughs) Like, it's like, okay, yeah, they've got like, you know, Sorcerer's Prime, all this other stuff, Planet and all that stuff. We'll give them the Phoenix, and then this, and then that. It's like, where does it stop? Where does it stop? It also, like, makes it more interesting, too, because, like, now Hickman probably doesn't feel like he has to write something about the Phoenix and account for it. It's like, no, no, it's over there. Yeah, exactly. And I like that it's someone other than a mutant getting the power for once. It's it's an interesting take. I've always liked Echo. I always thought she deserved a little bit more, and now she's getting that little bit more. Yeah. This uh, book is going to be written by Rebecca Roanhorse and drawn by Luca mariska marista something like that apparently uh she comes from the world of novels and everything so this is going to be like her first comic oh nice so that's certainly cool uh i want to say this is echo's first solo series but i might be wrong i think she had like a like a max mini or something back during like the uh days of bendis daredevil yeah i i have a feeling that they that that's what they were there because yeah she's getting like her own show or something isn't she I didn't hear that, but I wouldn't be shocked. Why? Well, I know she's going to be a big part of Hawkeye. Right, because she is that kind of character for sure. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I wonder if we were to go on eBay right now, what's Echo's first appearance going <laughs> for? Because I, I fell down that rabbit hole this week, you know, of uh, comic speculation, which is apparently back and bigger than ever, which, you know, really fucking depresses me because comic speculation almost killed all of comics back in the early 90s when the ass yep. fell out of the pyramid yep but uh now driven by all the movies and tv shows now when even there's just like a rumor of a character potentially appearing the numbers shoot up to a ridiculous height yep again i was looking at peacemaker there his first appearance in charleston comics there again charlton comics a dead brand a dead company that hasn't existed in forever peacemaker a character completely forgotten completely eclipsed by the morrison stand-in or not morrison uh more stand-in that was the comedian how much do you think his uh first appearance is going for couple of grand two grand yep yeah yeah two grand two grand large for a character that they probably would have they probably would have given you that book just a couple of years ago before john cena played him yeah yeah they've been trying to get rid of it (laughs) They've been trying to get rid of it. Now it's a big deal. Hey, uh, speaking of John Cena and Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, do, uh, you, you seen that show Wipeout on TBS where it's like, oh, it's a crazy obstacle course. I haven't, but I know the Suicide Squad was doing it. Yes, they're going to be doing it because John Cena actually co-hosts that show with Nicole Byer. And what an amazing piece of synergy, I guess, because Warner Brothers AT&T also technically owns TBS now. So they're yeah. able to do that. 
And so, yeah, the cast is going to be there and James Gunn is going to be there. I'm like, that's fucking cool. And Cena is going to wear the suit. Well, apparently he he can't take it off. Like he, no one wants to take it off of him. He doesn't want to take it off. Well, he's got that whole show that's apparently filming right now, which means, man, they're really certain you're going to love Peacemaker because Peacemaker's (laughs) getting a whole show. Well, you you can bank on John Cena. It's true enough. How was he in that new Fast and Furious movie when he uh, played the villain? Hey, it was all right. You know, I I was a bit, I was, I was more concerned with that. They sent a fucking car to space. So. I, I, a Pontiac Fiero to space. Oh, yeah. That's the car you want to send to space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've not really watched any of the Fast and Furious movies since the first one, but I do love watching it from afar and hearing, like, hey, it only gets better oh, as it gets stupider. It's Oh, it's so fucking stupid now. <laughs> like, again, it is just fully embraced how dumb it is. And also, it gets even dumber, too, because, like, half the cast hates each other and they can't yeah. all be on screen at the same time. Yeah, all the egos. <laughs> that's amazing, and yet they keep making them because they're such huge blockbusters. That's that's truly stunning. <laughs> also, thank God that never happened for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Could you imagine if, like, uh, friggin' Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans hated each other and couldn't oh, be on God. screen at the same time? <laughs> That would be difficult to make. (laughs) It's shocking that there's so little drama on the Marvel movies. In fact, most of the time they end up walking away loving each other. And sometimes, you know, if you're like Taiko Waititi, you you do a smooch with a lot of the people who work with you. (laughs) And same with, uh, what is it, Tom Holland and Zendaya. Apparently, it's not a hate factor on the Marvel movies. Apparently, it's just a big old hippie love-in every day on those movies. (laughs) uh which again no wonder everyone wants to be part of those movies it's not just for the money but your dating pool expands (laughs) amazingly i can't wait for them to all come out and be like yeah you know us avengers we're all part of like a big poly circle and everything it's all cool (laughs) nice nice man how has no i mean i was gonna say how has no one made that team for superheroes the polygamy family but i guess they have it's called the x-men on krakoa right now yeah oh yeah yeah that's the (laughs) x-men yeah it's it's the summer's family yeah we live we love we fight (laughs) We love we again. <laughs> yeah, we fuck. We do it all. <laughs> Mutant style. Don't don't bring your weird human hang-ups to our island paradise. <laughs> Man, you know, me and Wolverine hated each other forever, but you know, now we're super cool with each other. Uh, you know, Gene and Emma hated each other forever. Now we're pretty cool with each other. Uh, that's good. So, all right, our new piece of news here, and actually it dovetails quite nicely with what I was saying about uh, Spider-Man. We got to look at a bunch of merch from Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. See, I said it right that time, Matt. I didn't say no road home. You did home say like it I right. It's really like the first time you've ever said it right. <laughs> Broken clock is right twice a day, and even I'm right <laughs> once. So uh, we got a bunch of new look at the merch coming from the movie, and uh, it seems to have revealed what some potentially new spider suits are going to be for the movie. It seems that uh, gold is in in a big way. Yes, and uh, in classic fashion, it uh, seemed to like just destroy the Spider-Man fan base. Yes. Like, how dare he have nice. another costume? <laughs> it's different, so I hate it, or it's different, so I love it. <laughs> Honestly, I'm kind of indifferent. Like The main one is the one with the big gold spider and everything that looks like it turns into arms. And stuff mm-hmm. like we've seen in other movies. My general thing is like, oh yeah, it's another costume. It's, it's a new movie. He, he needs a new costume so he can sell new merch that looks different than the old merch. Yeah, yeah. I like that uh, black and gold one though. 
that one looks really nice. Again, I feel like that's probably going to be like the multiversal finale suit. Like either another Spider-Man wears that or he needs to wear that to traverse the multiverse and go meet uh, the other Spider-Man. Well, it's funny. One of the pops uh, shows him using uh, like Doctor Strange magic. Ooh. And it's, it's called the integrated suit. So it makes me think, oh, it was like ma- magic oh. integrated into the suit by Doctor Strange. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely places they could go with that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a new costume. It looks like a new costume. What do you what do you want? Yeah. And it's not in this picture, but there's they also released like a uh, J. Jonah Jameson Marvel Legends figure. Oh, did they? That's cool. uh, it looks like uh, J.K. Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> oh i like that a lot that's really nice yeah i wonder yeah. what role he's gonna play because he got like a very fun cameo at the end of far from home so now it's like well what's his actual role gonna be just more alex jones j jonah hey now that we know that jk simmons exists in both the sony universe and in this new disney marvel universe does that mean jk simmons could meet jk simmons yes i mean i think he has to right yes <laughs> He definitely, definitely and it wouldn't be the first time he did that because he does a show called counterpart where he meets another version of himself from an alternate earth Ooh, i like it I that's like a good show you should watch that show sounds fun sounds like something i would enjoy but uh yeah more spider-man news everyone uh i guess there's got to be like a trailer soon or something right it feels like i mean there has to time. be i mean they're revealing like toys and stuff for it so it has to be soon yeah so they must be fairly far along you would imagine yeah well, what was it also, too, the director chimed in on social media and said something rather interesting where he's like, look, you know, don't believe every internet rumor you hear about this movie, but also you're more right than you think in some of these. That, that, yeah, I, I, the, my, uh, my dream for this is just that, oh, there's actually no, like, other Spider-Man in this film. It's like no multiverse stuff like this. People just, like, like built that up so much that if it, there was none of that they would be some of the saltiest motherfuckers ever (laughs) yeah no doubt about it i mean there's got to be something going on or like there is but it's a very small part of the movie which is Mm -hmm. what i thought originally too before they started it's just a set piece or something yeah until they like started casting other people where it's like oh yeah you know here's freaking uh what is it like here's all the other sony spider-man and like you know here's alfred molina and everyone else from like okay maybe i'm like oh i don't know or it's a post credit it's all just a post credit (laughs) Yeah, just a 30-second post-credit. It's all just a 30-second post-credit is all it is. <laughs> I mean, it could be. I mean, like, you, we don't know. We don't know at this point. Yeah, yeah. It will be interesting once it's all said and done, because obviously, like, you know, multiverses are, like, the special word of the day now and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, they kind of want to play as nice with Sony as they can lest they you know not threaten to take their ball and go home anymore do you think do we think the big final takeaway of this is going to be like yes the sony universe exists it's over there it's part technically probably but it's over there oh look it's venom oh look it's morbius yeah they're gonna uh, hit home the fact that that yeah venom and all that aren't actual canon to the mcu they're they're another earth they're They're variants (laughs) Yeah, they're variants. Yeah, see, we have a special word for it now, don't we? <laughs> you know, equal but different. Equal but different universes <laughs> is what it's going to be. I-, I would love it if they did it, but did it like super condescendingly. Like, oh yeah, there's the Sony universe over there. There's Venom and Morbius. You don't have to watch those, though. <laughs> it's fine. You don't- 
It looks like a terrible universe. It looks really rushed and weird. Yeah, you you, you don't have to see it. It's fine. It's fine. You won't (laughs) tell nobody. Because, yeah, what happens if that happens, too, where they're like, okay, you're technically part of the universe now, you're over here, but what if Morbius tanks or Craven the Hunter tanks? Then what happens? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's what Sony wanted. They they wanted these films in the MCU. Like, they wanted, like, Mo- uh, Mobius and all that in the MCU. Um, so, like, I think they, they tried to, like, force Marvel's hand a little bit, and yeah. Marvel's like, yeah, no, no. Because <laughs> they know it prints money. yeah. And also, like, here's the thing, too, where it's like, look, we can we can spend a Spider-Man movie playing around with multiversal shit if we want to, because we know we can always just make another one after this. Yeah. Or, you know, have Spider-Man team up with someone in something else. It's all good. Yeah. And 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 yeah. And if if it ends up being bad, they can have another movie like wash it away somehow. True enough. You have Kang the Conqueror or something like TVA just comes in and wipes everything out. Yeah. Oh, no. This universe is all wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta wipe it all away and start over. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And there's a Silk show on Amazon maybe at some point. That also exists somewhere out there. That's true. Infinite timelines, infinite possibilities. Crocodile Loki. Which which implies the existence of a uh, of Throg. Yeah, really right. <laughs> now that's uh, that's how we will know when we've really made it. <laughs> when we get to that point. Uh, all right then. So that's all the news for this week, everyone. There really wasn't much. Am I missing anything? Am I forgetting anything? I don't think so. No. No, this is just the kind of week it was. It's the fifth week of a month. It just kind of happens like this sometimes. Yeah. I guess with that, we can hop over to what we read this week. Again, we didn't have a lot to read this week because it was the weird kind of month that it was. But uh, what we did get, we got a lot of annuals and a lot of uh, special issues. Yeah. Uh, so where would you like to begin, Matt? Uh, well, let's start with the one that's got everyone, you know, throwing a shit fit mm. around the Internet. And that's the United States of Captain America. How perfectly fitting for us to talk about this now on Captain America's birthday. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is the kickoff to his big new miniseries storyline that was clearly supposed to happen after ta Coates' book ended, but they pushed that book to this month for some reason. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it starts off with Cap basically uh, doing like a callback to the ta Coates run where he's like, hey, let's talk about the dream for a second, because literally ta Coates' Captain America was talking about the dream like every two seconds. Yep. And, you know, Captain America, he has thoughts and ideas about the dream and how it's changed over time and his own place in it. Yeah, yeah. To which, of course, you know, uh, something this thoughtful and concise and, you know, uh, soul searching many uh, outrage merchants and general people who weren't paying attention are like, Captain America hates America. No, no. Yeah, no maybe no. read the book. Yeah, no, no, my sweet baby, calm down. <laughs> In fact, Captain, you know those people didn't read the book because literally the next page is Steve Rogers saying, you know, one of the problems about being Captain America that no one ever talks about is that people are constantly misinterpreting and misconstruing my words. <laughs> yeah, using him uh, like as as he puts a shield to hide behind. 
yes, because, you know, my image is so, you know, co-optable and people often do when they're not selling it and commoditizing it. People are using it to attack other people. People also attack me as Captain America all the time because I'm a whipping boy for the whole nation because I carry it around on my back. And when America isn't doing good, people are more mad at me because of yeah. that and uh yeah just uh just a, a very very interesting concise take that a lot of people were just dedicated to misrepresenting and getting wrong oh yeah yeah they they took that like first page and didn't read anything else uh, no. like past that again they did they didn't fucking read it some other outrage merchant some other you know shithead with a confederate flag and a freaking <laughs> webcam told them to be upset about it also too where it's like you know captain america has been critical about america basically yeah. since day one let me show you these grundewald pages from the 70s let me show you this brubaker stuff the two americas yeah yeah I, at least two of the movies of uh, of captain america have been about him going against the u.s government because he doesn't believe yes. in what they're doing he mentions that too in this book you know how many times i've been branded a traitor and a criminal by my mm -hmm. own nation and yet i still come back and fight for them anyway and yet some people still doubt that i love uh, my yeah. country <laughs> yep yep yeah it's uh again so so many people so willing to get something <laughs> so simple so wrong in fact um, uh oh yeah go ahead Oh, I was just going to say that the actual story of the book is about Steve losing his shield. Yes, yeah, a mysterious individual dressed as classic Captain America, while Steve himself is dressed like Agent Steve in this issue. Yeah, uh, a, a villain who's also like superhuman because they can they can move really fast. Yeah, they're a speedster. We never see uh, what is it, fake Cap's face, and I find no. it interesting that Steve is just like, well, I was wearing that suit before. I guess I should wear my Agent Steve costume now, or else it'll be really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Evil Cap tries to derail a train, so Steve has to ask Falcon to come in and help him. And I love they're not afraid to shy away from the fact that Falcon was totally a Captain America too. It feels like no. they stopped saying it for a bit, but now they're saying it again. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. Cause he, you know, he is Captain America of the movies now. <laughs> what a, what a difference a big popular television show and forthcoming movie uh, does for a guy. Right. Yeah. Um, and as well, that feeds into the backstory as well. Cause in this issue, we meet our first, uh, captain america of the united states which is the the captain america of the railways aaron fisher yeah the rail rider who god damn i love his costume with the overalls and everything that's yeah so cool. it's just shit you'd find on a train yeah and he's a queer kid runaway bare knuckle boxer defending the hobos of america and the <laughs> runaway teens and fighting the evil roxon corporation in their work camps i'm like this character's pretty fucking dope yeah and because of that everyone fucking hated him or at least yes, everyone in my comment section hated him yeah geez i, I wonder why they hated him specifically i wonder yeah. one thing about him they zeroed in on i asked like a bunch of people that because they kept saying oh we hate this character i was like oh i i wonder why I, I, I wonder, I wonder what it could be. Yeah, geez, I wonder what it could possibly be about. But yeah, he's cool. Uh, I thought it was interesting that, you know, uh, they're actually in the main story because I thought it was going to be a Steve story and then the backup. We actually get both. They're part of the story and we get the backup giving their origin. Yeah, well, uh, as well as that, like, uh, Aaron is targeted by an assassin. Uh, yes, uh, some female assassin. Black Widowish. Yes, very Black Widowish. Um, who's who's trying to kill him? So Steve thinks that maybe they're going to try and kill the rest of the the Captain America's network. 
Yeah, yeah. There's a whole underground network that Steve didn't hear about until right yeah. now, which normally I'd be like, that's stupid. But then I'm like, Steve has been really busy the last five to eight years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cannot blame him for not knowing this. It's also a great idea, too, and, you know, feeds into this bigger theme that I'm sure Cantwell is going to be playing with and exploring. And that is like, hey, America is a big place. America is not a monolith, so it only makes sense that every American community would want their own Captain America-style hero that, you know, represents them and their needs and everything. I'm like, oh, that's actually quite clever. Yeah, and it also puts Steve on that journey where he can travel America and sort of like, because I could see where the story was going. He's going to travel America and become undisillusioned. Like he's going to realize, remember what he was fighting for and everything true which you know is funny that that's like maybe my only complaint with the story and it has nothing to do with chris cantwell's story his story is again very concise and well told it's just this weird kind of thing that like captain america has been struggling with basically since secret empire onward and that is the fact where it's like what is my place in america anymore like oh do i still you know matter in the 21st century like oh do i divide more than i unite and i'm like steve it feels like you've been asking these same questions for like eight years now (laughs) yeah why don't you have an answer yet can you just pick a course of action and stick with it i will back you in that course of action i thought that and then a fan in my comment section actually said something quite brilliant, and then I changed my mind, where mm-hmm. he said, actually, you know, Captain America being distraught and not knowing which way is up and which way is down and being confused and wanting to move forward, but also being afraid to slip back is probably the most quintessentially American thing right now. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? That is fair. Fair enough. You're That's right. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, America doesn't know where it's going right now, so obviously Captain America doesn't know either. <laughs> so there you go i'm like when you put it that way that is actually kind of genius and i bet like you said matt by the time this story is done steve will be undisillusioned and be like hey i don't have to hold up the uh, mantle of captain america on my own because there's a whole group of people i've inspired out there who are taking my message and defending their communities and you know living my message and living the dream better than i ever could on my own yeah yeah and sam is also like can i have the suit too sure yeah yeah why not and it makes sense since he would as well because um again like in that aaron fisher story it's uh it's made clear that sam was uh aaron's captain america and was why he looks up to which people had a lot of problems with for some reason like why he's still captain america he's looking up to captain america (laughs) yeah he literally saved the world from the secret empire and shit yeah it's weird he literally did all this amazing if anything i think that's a wonderful compliment for sam that for some people he's their favorite captain america because again there's a lot of people who only started reading captain america during the sam years so yeah exactly yeah so i think that's actually quite nice in fact i wonder if they're going to keep doing that as we move on you know will someone be inspired by the bucky captain america <laughs> will someone be inspired by john walker <laughs> oh will someone be inspired by john? i mean john walker is going to be in the book as we've yeah. seen yeah well yeah this stuff tails out of his christopher priest book yes and also kind of the end of the Tanahasi coats book where it looked like he teamed up with scourge again mm-hmm. but maybe not i don't know okay so we'll have to see where that one goes and if they'll be meeting as friend or foe yeah when they do end up meeting again <laughs> uh also too uh wh- wh- who are our bets uh what do we think uh the deal is with fake captain america because i've heard some interesting theories 
Well, I was gonna say like like first like thought is just gonna oh it's gonna be Hydra Cat, but then he technically died. Though we yeah, didn't he... technically see him die. No, we saw him get burnt up by Alexa Luke and then never saw anything more of him. Yeah. So that's an option. Also, I thought, hey, you know, no one talks about William Burnside anymore. The mm-hmm. other, like, original evil Cap, like the mm-hmm. commie smasher Cap who went crazy. Yep. yep. If we're paying homage to every era of Captain America, it would be interesting to see him come back. Yeah. It's Christopher Campbell. It would be some fucking, like, no-name 50s character that he pulled from, like, some comic. Some comic. He did it. He does it all the time with, like, his, his Iron Man book uh, with, like, the Patsy Walker stuff. Sure. And it's, it's great. It's fantastic as well. It's like only he would know that this one character and that he's bringing back in a big way. <laughs> what uh, What about if it was his son, Nomad? Remember the one who went Oh, missing? yeah. The one from, uh, what is yeah, Nomad, the the one that went missing, the one that Steve raised mm-hmm. in the Zola yeah, in, in the, or whatever. Yeah, in that dimension, yeah. Yeah, who we never saw again. That could be one. Also, what about Jack Monroe, who was like one of the Buckies and one of the Nomads, and Steve originally thought he was Winter Soldier when Winter Soldier mm-hmm. came back, but it turned out he wasn't. Yep. That I could see that. That would be fun. Like, I'm doing something. I, Jack Monroe, am doing something. <laughs> it could be any number of characters. Because, yeah, Captain America's had a long and interesting history. Yep. Someone's saying, what if it's the original wizard? Yeah, that's a fucking deep cut. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't put it past Christopher Cantwell. He'll make it work. Yeah, why Why does the wizard hate America, though? Is it because his name is the wizard? Yeah. <laughs> I blame America and freedom because my name is the wizard. <laughs> Fair enough, dude. Fair enough. Uh, what else do we have this week, Matt? Uh, what did we have this week? Um, uh, I had the 80th anniversary of Green Arrow. I haven't read this one. This is a hundred page giant, so I won't go too in depth in it or we'd be here all day, but uh, it's wonderful. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a massive Green Arrow fan and it feels like this was written just for me. I -hmm. think this is actually the best of the anniversary books they put out. Really? Yeah, not just because they get back pretty much everyone you want back to tell a new Green Arrow story, not just because they're all really different, but also because they do something super cool that I hope they keep doing. They have a whole page that is just dedicated to great panels from other runs from writers who they either couldn't get back or are dead. Yeah. I was going to say, cause like the book didn't have a Judd Winnick uh, story. No, nor a Kevin Smith one. No. Those were, those were kind of jarring. Phil Hester pulls double duty and draws and writes mm-hmm. one. Yeah. I mean, Smith, I understand he's kind of busy and I guess Winnick has kind of moved away from comics in general now, yeah, like, but still, one. yeah, but still, yeah. Here's the thing. They do include panels from those guys. Like in the okay. thing, they have a big yeah. like collage page that's just panels. And I'm like, that's nice. That's cool. They should keep doing that because, yeah, you're not going to be able to work with everyone's schedule, but it would be really nice if they could keep doing that. Yeah. Uh, the last story is actually my favorite, and it is a loving tribute to Denny O'Neill written by I his saw son, that one. Larry. I saw that one. It's so good. And Larry O'Neill is basically like, hey, all the things you love about Oliver Queen are basically things that were true about my dad. He was basically writing himself writing for all himself. those years. Yeah. So, like, you love him, and I love him, too. And we all miss him. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, my heart. Oh, shit. 
Like, I read that early in the morning, and by the time I was done, I'm like, why am I crying early in the morning reading comics? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no words. That's the other thing. It's almost a completely mm-hmm. silent comic. It's just, like, freaking snapshots of this man's life. Nice. And it's really, really good. It just in general, it's just a good story that pays homage to a lot of different eras of Green Arrow. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, it's it's a real winner. Cool. That's good um, to hear. Yeah, what else did you have, Matt? Uh, I had the continuation of the War of the Bounty Hunters this week Ooh. with Doctor A for issue eleven. Ooh, they're bounting up in the space. They're bounting good. They are, and they're bringing back old hunters from the EU, like Dirge. Hey, nice. Oh, really? Dirge is alive. Yes, alive and well in the canon. Really? That's fucking. I loved his design. His design yeah. is great. Oh, it's exactly the same in here. <laughs> I love that he's like a gross alien inside armor. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so this story is uh, uh, Afer and Sana Staros are after um, uh, this guy who uh, ran away from Domina Tag. It's her cousin. She He was on, on something big. He was off to, like, go and do some big mission. And mission was the, the invitation by Crimson Dawn. Um, and uh, Afer and that had to go track him down and find out what he was doing because it looked like he was, like... Uh, forming like a coup sort of thing against mm-hmm. domina um they find his ship and they find everyone aboard has been killed uh inc- including this guy and they find out that crimson dawn is like um holding a a, a auction for han solo and everything uh and then dirge appears on the ship uh because he was after uh this guy as well um but he's dead so they, they can't really fucking do anything uh at that point they get attacked by uh <laughs> fucking xenomorphs like (laughs) face hugger like aliens uh they're apparently notoriously hard to kill you can't just like shoot them because they like multiply and like heal and stuff legally distinct um so uh they end up having to use dirge uh who is you know he's an art his whole armor is like a weapon so it's just like panels upon panels of just him blasting shit apart on this ship and they end up uh, afra ends up luring him and the aliens into like an airlock and just uh spacing them all um in classic afra fashion of course I and like it. and uh yeah obviously because dirge can't be killed that easily he's not dead so he's gonna appear somewhere else in the in this war of the bounty hunters mo- probably coming after afra for doing that mm-hmm. yeah very con- give- very easy and concise issue I like it. Did they ever give Dirge a proper origin to explain what his deal was, or was he just like a really cool drawing from the Tartakovsky Clone Wars? Well, originally, well, he was he originally first appeared in uh, a Star Wars comic at the time called Republic, which is about oh. the Clone Wars, and then he appeared in in that uh, uh, series, which was around the same time anyway. But right. yeah, he, he his species what was his species called a Gen Gen Die or something, and he's yeah like just some like uh, parasite type thing that can like like regrow limbs and and uh any damage done to him like his body reacts and uh saves him or something yeah i don't know what it is in this new canon because this is his first appearance right yeah yeah i i I don't i don't know whether he's getting a solo book for this i can't remember maybe it's like a hidden book they haven't announced yet because they didn't want to spoil it Oh, everyone will get a solo. Well, every, everyone's every- getting all the bounty hunters are getting one. Boss getting one. IGNH <laughs> getting one. Zuckus and Forlum are getting one. Shit. Every everyone will get something, and if not, everyone oh, yeah. will get a Disney Plus show. Yes, <laughs> yes. 
This is the new era of Star Wars. Everybody getting something. He'd actually be really great on like the Mandalorian or something. As just like a running gag as like this guy who just cannot be killed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Friggin' Dinja Jaren keeps murdering him over and over again. He keeps coming back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just like a season long gag. He keeps killing him. But again, this is the friggin' Terminator. (laughs) That's what he is. He's basically the goddamn space Terminator. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right, what else did I have this week? Oh, I had giant size Spider-Man, the chameleon conspiracy finale. I, I saw this like I saw this on, on the list and I'm like, oh, it's finishing. Oh, I should probably Already. like read it. And then I'm like, oh, it's a giant size. Oh, it's Nick Spencer writing a giant size. Oh, this is going to be a giant size book. You know, it is, but it's not nearly as like thick as uh, the King's Ransom was. Oh, really? Yeah, this, uh, don't get me wrong, this very much had an ear of, okay, wrap it up, wrap it up now. <laughs> I, I figured many- because it's like the, the the final issue and it's a giant size, I'm like, oh, he's, he's shoving everything in. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of wrap it up going on here. Uh, so yeah, Teresa Parker finally learns the deep, dark secret about her connection to the chameleon and the man who killed her parents, but not mm-hmm. really. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's ulti- I'm not going to say it's a fake out, but clearly Spencer had an idea for a direction to take her in. And mm-hmm. clearly someone at editorial said no. And then he's like, OK, I have three other ideas. And they're like, no. And he's like, OK, what if I breach all four of these ideas? Don't commit to any single one. So that way no one will know what's true and what's not. And editorial's like, yeah, OK, sure, fine, whatever. <laughs> So Teresa is either an orphan who was adopted by the finisher to be part of this chameleon program because, uh, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, the finisher actually created the chameleon now. Yep. In fact, he had a whole spy school of children who he trained to be chameleons, and he basically bought Dimitri from the Kravinoff family. And they're like, oh, we got, you know, friggin Craven the Hunter already. So cool. He can have our other kid. (laughs) It's all good. You know, we're, we're shitty like that. So, yeah, she's either an orphan that was adopted. Yep. Uh, finisher either saved her from the wreckage of the Parker's plane when it went down, mm-hmm. uh, or she's either, uh, what is it, a child of two chameleons that were in the chameleon project and only thought they were the Parkers. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I know, where it's like, so you took a story that was already complicated in family business involving, like, Mesmero and mind-wiping and everything, and you actually made it more complicated. <laughs> And then they even go a step further where Teresa's like, no, but I have the picture. I have the picture that Chip Zdarsky invented in his thing that proved that I was. And Chameleon is like, oh, yeah, you have that picture. But if you were a chameleon like me, who's to say you didn't invent it yourself to stay undercover as Teresa Parker? Mm. And also, look, maybe I became Nick Fury and did shit, huh? (laughs) So so basically they're just gaslighting her and fucking with her <laughs> oh no and in the end none of it matters because in the end Teresa's like fuck what you guys think you guys are shitty villains i think i'm spider-man's sister he thinks i'm his sister so i'm his sister yeah that's good enough yeah <laughs> and this was also part of a securitous scheme too because finisher and chameleon also wanted to steal the clairvoyant device mm-hmm and they sent a bunch of other chameleons to pretend to be villains to turn against the foreigner. But he had he asked her to steal it while they were trying to steal it. So either he was certain they were going to fail 
or he was certain of the next thing, and that is that when Peter Parker eventually got the clairvoyant back, he figured, oh, this is too dangerous for anyone to have. I'm going to give it to my super spy sister. She'll know what to do with it. <laughs> I hope people can see why I stopped reviewing these books. It gets a <laughs> little much. Way too much. Way and too then much. And then Teresa just bl- breaks the clairvoyant device, and I'm like, oh, so it didn't so it actually didn't matter at anyone. all. <laughs> it literally didn't help anyone, because I'm like, oh, well, he's going to use the future-telling device to figure out who Kindred is, right? Or Kindred's going to use it on him. <laughs> <laughs> didn't matter in the end none of it mattered that disappointed me <laughs> but also wait kindred came to see the chameleon too because he needs a serum that only the chameleon can get him implying that kindred doesn't always look like kindred oh, for fuck's sake which is very interesting also the captain coon back again i felt like this story was supposed to be like hunted in last remains but editorial forced him to rush its ending i'm hoping somebody else does more with Teresa parker and say she is peter's sister yeah i like Teresa too and clearly marvel is getting behind her and you're right all those others events last remains hunted yeah. they all had special point five issues that filled in the blank this one did not i i was i was actually thinking about that the other day with like hunted and last remains actually where i'm like they these stories are like like concise and to the point like there there wasn't any of this like long over the top sort of explanation and like like as you're saying it's like they did this because they were doing this and he thought they were gonna do there was none of that shit it was really simple shit there's a lot of cause and effect and yeah also too the Teresa story and the peter story are completely separate until the very end yeah really (laughs) yeah and like they try and bring it together to be like no but chameleon and finisher were actually trying to steal from the foreigner while all of this is going on it's like it doesn't really matter i will say two things that were good is that spider-man actually has a really good character moment in here where he says look i need to save my lab partner jamie from these villains who want him to use the clairvoyant and i got ned Leeds to help me because you know i don't want this guy to die like ned Leeds died mm-hmm. under my care and you know i don't want to be kept up at night you know with another friend i couldn't help yeah okay ned Leeds also might be going evil now because he breaks off to try and kill the foreigner because the foreigner killed him originally or at least mm-hmm. gave the order to have him killed yep he's also super strong now ned Leeds, because we've retconned that he took more goblin God formula than we thought god damn it (laughs) and they also heavily imply what i thought they were implying and that yeah he might very well just become the new hobgoblin for real oh jesus (laughs) which is actually kind of a cool idea though i'm like you know what that's that that's cool i can't wait to see what another writer does with it (laughs) well then yeah yeah, zeb zeb wells and kelly thompson and all that might do something really great with it Because, yeah, it's like, hey, Peter, I was your friend, and you mourned me and everything, but then I died, and then I came back, and now I'm crazy. (laughs) And because we haven't had a new Hobgoblin in a while, too, someone has to fill the costume, so why not me? Yep, yep. It's funny, too, the guy who was the fake Hobgoblin ends up becoming the real Hobgoblin. (laughs) It's all very Marvel Comics. So, yeah, that was Chameleon Conspiracy, a little all over the place, but don't worry, because Sinister War is next. yeah i'm probably gonna hop on with that because it that's like the final story yeah there's some backups that like explain how dr octopus goes around and recruits everyone and he like brings electro back to life but none of it's really important okay he's like yo i fucking found sandman he was on an island i'm like hey stop moping and join my crew okay (laughs) and hey i built a machine to bring electro back to life yeah no one really missed you but you're back So that's good. And also, I guess we're going to try and recruit the lizard because he was technically part of this, too, I guess, at some point. But he's also kind of a good guy. Yeah, Yeah, he's a good guy now. So that's going to be difficult. 
Yeah, are they going to do the whole uh, split thing? It's going to be again, Kurt, yeah. Kurt, uh, Kurt Connors and like a lizard, you know, like how Spider Man was split in the early uh, Nick Spencer run. Ooh, ooh, that's a good idea, Matt. So we can have both at the same time. That's yeah. actually a really good idea. It's probably too good of an idea. <laughs> that also means that Kurt can literally fight his own dark half when he fights the lizard. And if he wins, it'll be like a real good, like moral victory and thematic yeah. victory. Yeah. I finally vanquished my monster, essentially. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, I guess if nothing else, it looks like uh, Spencer's going to be throwing everything at the wall for his finale. Mm-hmm. Also, Chem Dog, I missed Electro. <laughs> well, you should you should write Max Dillon and you should tell him that that you're the one who missed him. <laughs> Man, I hope they do something with the fact where Max Dillon's like, I was killed, and then my groupie took over my identity, and no one missed me. <laughs> I really hope that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, and arguably, people liked her a little bit more. Or just make it like a joke. Like everyone's like, oh, where the hell have you been? We've missed you. Yeah, dead. Oh, <laughs> it happens. Yeah, oh, happens we didn't know that. We, like, why didn't you check in on me? <laughs> happens to the best of us. <laughs> uh, all right then, Matt. So what else did you have? I had like two more books. Uh, Yeah, I, I guess I had two. I, uh, I had Checkmate issue one. Oh, oh yeah this started this week and also yeah. Bendis kind of kind of signpost some stuff in it at the end of justice league which i read so now i know about yeah uh this is a book that it was delayed by covid uh yeah. which is a shame because it it uh it's definitely a book uh that has a cemented place of where it's meant to take place mm. um because this this book uh features damian wayne's robin and he's oh. not robin anymore um oh. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the the book uh, features uh, Robin investigating the Leviathan stuff, and he comes across his mother, who's been sent by Checkmate to keep an eye on this Leviathan craft that they've uh, kind of uh, stored in a warehouse as like a a lure for Leviathan, because uh, they they figure he'll come and try and take the the device back or try and blow it up, and they might be able to track him back to where wherever his base is, because they can't through that portal tech he uses. Um, yeah. and they again, end it's up been so long i fucking forgot again that was a thing. I, again yeah this book it, like would have been better if it come out before covid but covid delayed it so yeah i am i am then reminded that even when i did remember what was going on with leviathan and him being <laughs> the original manhunter and the snowman protocol and lois's dead dad i'm reminded <laughs> that i didn't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah they end up uh getting on board that ship as like some of leviathan's men come by to like take it and they end up using it to like get into leviathan's base and are like kidnapped by him uh meanwhile the rest of the rest of checkmate like wonder where talia is gone and none of them are like uh impressed that she's actually part of this because again they all say she's a you know master of the league of assassins you can't fucking trust this woman she also founded the original uh, Leviathan. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't trust her at all. And uh, the leader of Checkmate King uh, starts being questioned by Lois because uh, Lois wants to know who he is, how he has access to like all this information because he hasn't revealed any of that yet. Uh, and right. she she rightly asks all these questions and everything, and he's just excited that he's getting the Lois Lane treatment. You so, know, so so King isn't King Faraday, or is he King Faraday? Don't think so oh interesting. I, I, I think it will be revealed he is like a, a new iteration of 
King Faraday, but like yeah, uh, no one no one knows exactly who he is. Steve Trevor might know oh. who he is, but he's not telling. Oh, Steve Trevor is uh, active and stuff. Yes, wow. yeah, yes, yeah. He had two books he was in uh, recently. You know, it's more than more more than he's ever been in. <laughs> I have a rich and active life outside <laughs> Wonder Woman. You know, <laughs> sure you do, Steve. Sure you do. But most of this book is about Lois Lane back at the Daily Planet, and she gets visited by like an old work colleague um, who's like asked her like, "How come you haven't like released an article or done anything about your father?" He was like a patriot to the country, saved everyone's lives. And it's it's a combination of there's been a lot of shit happening in Lois's right. life and she hasn't properly processed it yet. Like she hasn't right. like can't come up with the words yet for it, but but they are coming. Um, but this person's revealed to be part of Leviathan and she offers of Lois a gift from Mark Shaw and Mark's trying to like convince Lois to join by saying this is because in event leviathan he stopped everything when superman got involved because he's he didn't want to go up against superman because what he was doing he thought was what superman wanted if you can remember that it's been so long ago yeah so she mark wants to show her what they are doing and leviathan and once he shows her he thinks that she'll be convinced to join him and I think that's actually going to happen and not, not because like Lois is actually going to want to join it because it's, it's Lois Lane. She's an investigative reporter. She's She'll join it. Undercover. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, that's basically where the book ends with Lois getting this choice to join Leviathan or not. Normally, Matt, you're pretty good at selling me on stuff. Yeah. This it's, it's sounds, yeah, yeah. This still sounds fucking tedious to me. Yeah. And the worst part it, is Ben just basically promised, oh, keep reading Justice League because I promised that this is going to cross over with Checkmate. I'm like, no, no, it bad need- Bendis. It needed to come out sooner. It did. This sounds like way too little too late. Yeah, it needed to come out sooner. And I guess it's like they couldn't do anything. Like they had all these books already done. You just have to put them out. It, it sounds too little too late. And also like, did enough people buy Event Leviathan for them to continue this? Or is this like a contractual thing where it's like, well, we paid Ben just to write it. He already well, wrote it. It's the, same, it. Thi- it's the same thing with like, like I had that the same thing with like fucking Naomi, like heaps of people yeah. bought her book and everything. And she's getting a TV show. And yet people yeah. still think, oh, no one's interested in this character or anything like that. They're just doing it just to appease him. And like, well, they don't have contracts anymore. Like, you know they don't need to do it they want to do it because it sells yeah i, I guess, guess it sells i get. i mean i didn't meet anyone who was super into event leviathan but i guess i could be right in the comment section below tell us if you liked <laughs> event leviathan and why <laughs> specifically the why part because <laughs> again that felt like if nothing else i enjoy event leviathan for existing because it's the perfect event that i can point to and be like so here's a story where nothing happened for eight issues yeah yeah again and again it was probably because he knew it was getting getting the checkmate book so it's like oh i can just tell the story there i gotta save some of this will all be like set up this will all be set up it's all prologue man the past is prologue yeah remember the silencer from the dark uh, (laughs) imprint the dark yeah dark marvel universe yeah thing. dark Mar- yeah dark marvel ripoff i can't even fucking remember new age of heroes whatever the yeah. fuck it was called remember yeah. she was in that book and i'm like oh my god someone remembered one of these characters existed yeah and then she just went away she just ran away like, <laughs> like, all like every them. like all of those characters <laughs> yeah like big hulk guy and not quite spider-man and not quite ghost rider yeah 
Yeah, the and only not one that's... quite Fantastic Four, which actually stuck around because it was a unique and, and interesting team. Yeah, with characters people like anyway, and I think like Gene Lu and Yang was writing it by the end, so like they actually yeah. got good writers on it. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, what else did I have this week? Ooh, I had a uh, Daredevil number thirty-one. Ooh, what's going on on Daredevil? Continues to be excellent. What a, I feel like a broken record phrasing this book now. It's like yeah, it's great. What do you what do you want? It's great. Yeah, yeah. Matt's still in jail. He survived two attempts on his life. And uh, he's actually, like, earned the respect of the prisoners now. It's like, yo, he's pretty cool. He fought everyone in the yard and won. Nice. But, of course, because Matt is a self-hating, self-flagellating individual, it's like, I don't want your love and respect. I'm just going to sit up here in my cell. (laughs) And, like, the one inmate who's kind of his friend is like, dude, you know what your problem is, right? It's the fact that you don't know yourself. (laughs) And it's like, it's true. He doesn't. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus Christ, when prisoners are giving you a talking to Matt about how, like, up your own ass you've been. Yeah. That should tell you a thing or two. Uh, what is it? Uh, Electra is still having it out with her new sidekick in Ward because the sidekick tried to kill someone in the previous issue. Okay. Turned out they were a hand assassin, but she's freaked out at the idea that she could kill someone. Mm-hmm. And Electra's like these these emotions are too big for me. I don't I don't understand. I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna hug you. I'm not gonna do any of these things. <laughs> so she leaves, and Electra gets mad, and it's like, well, I tried doing it your way, Matt. Time to royally fuck up Hell's Kitchen to get to Izzy Libris, who's behind <laughs> all of this. I just love that Electra's like, well, I tried, and there's like a whole like two page spread of her just walking up and down the street beating up everybody. <laughs> it's pretty solid. That's awesome. Uh, Kingpin is pissed off, too, because he spent a bunch of money and Ravencroft resources to, like, rebuild and resurrect Bullseye, Mm -hmm. but he broke out, and now he's just killing people willy-nilly. Oh, no. And if people find it, they can trace that back to him. (laughs) Also, it's like, well, wait, why why, why is Bullseye just killing people? Isn't he, like, a mercenary? Doesn't he have to get paid? Apparently, whatever Fisk and the doctors did to his mind made Bullseye even crazier now because he's seeing angels who are telling him to go and kill people. No, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Kill them all, Bullseye. Okay. (laughs) So he's just like the opposite of Son of Sam. He's not, instead of a dog, it's just angels and birds and stuff. (laughs) It's literally that. And like Bullseye's just sitting there in Manhattan with a sniper rifle, just shooting everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Yeah. One, two, three. And uh, we get a great showdown between Electra and Izzy Libris, and they have that kind of like, you know, we're not so different, you and I, moment. We're both filling voids that were left behind by other people. We're just trying to make the best of it and everything. And uh, we find out the whole reason that the Hand came back at all into New York was because Izzy made a deal with them because they promised they'd bring her dead son back to life. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's sad. You're not 100% a villain. And then she's like, yeah, you know, but uh, I think I pissed off Fisk because he was going to give me Bullseye to go and kill you. And now he lost him. And now you're the only one who can stop Bullseye Electra. <laughs> so you have to clean up everybody's mess. <laughs> so, yeah, continues to be excellent on so many levels. It's also good. Nice, nice. I think the best review I read from someone else said the reason this Zdarsky book is so good is that you could separate the Electra story, the Kingpin story, and the Matt story on their own and sell them individually, and they'd still probably be some of the best runs of those characters' career. I have no doubt, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you're absolutely right. We're actually getting three excellent books for the price of one that feed off each other and cross over. Yeah, no doubt. Excellent. So yeah, it's just that good. Nice. Yeah. What, What else did you have? 
I think that's everything I had. Uh, you read Beta Ray Bill, didn't you? Oh, I, ca- I caught up on that into uh, issue three, yeah. Oh, issue four came out this week. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've yet to just read that, but I'm, I'm pulling issue three, yeah. It is, oh, it's okay. a fucking excellent series. It is. It's the best mini out right now. I don't know anything that really even comes close to it, but it's just that good. Yeah, it's fantastic. If if you want like great art by a great artist and writer who's doing double duty yeah. on the book, uh, it's just excellent. And like, yeah, as I posted on on Twitter, uh, Scourge does some very fantastic faces mm. throughout this whole series. <laughs> no doubt about it. Also, if you're a wrestling fan and like to see your heroes do wrestling moves, then this yes. is great uh friggin what is it uh beta ray bill gives a dude nabar the freaking rainmaker elbow yeah <laughs> from new japan and in this issue we kind of like reframe the meeting of bill and thor and in this version when he meets him for the first time he gives him a snap suplex <laughs> it's great uh, not only is it cool but like story wise and thematic wise mm-hmm. it's probably one of the best thematic books i've read in a long oh, time absolutely it's- it's about Bill's quest for love, essentially, and self-acceptance and finding the beauty within. Yeah, yeah. Something I think everyone can relate to at some point. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's also something you don't see in comics very much. Because, no. you know, superhero comics are usually so much about, uh, what is it, about, like, power fantasies and everything. And, like, you know, how powerful can we make our guy? This is all about making Bill feel his absolute worst and weakest and then having to have him rebuild himself yeah it's great it's fantastic and like, and like the theme and the moral you can see from like a mile away and that is like bill is moving heaven and earth literally going into hell that is Muselheim to try and get a blade that'll make him you know beautiful mm-hmm. again and give him the power to love himself when reality if he only looked around him his ship scourge pip these are all people who love and respect him anyway and see the beauty that's inside him already but he can't see it because he's too lost and he yeah. needs to learn this lesson but but he will he will he see will. it absolutely in fact uh again not to spoil too much but in the newest issue he has that moment of choice and he chooses wrong but you know he's going to eventually be like oh i should have done this he hasn't figured it out yet but he's so yeah. close to figuring it out yeah that that's got one more issue as well it does yeah it's it's a very short mini it's an only five mini yeah but i wouldn't be shocked if it's sold so good and the critical reception has been nearly universally oh absolutely positive absolutely see more beta ray bill definitely Actually, hey, I wouldn't be shocked if they're like, hey, you know, when Kate's is done on Thor, would you like this, Danny Warren Johnson? <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, it's really good. Oh, yeah, Gamma Flight came out this week, too. No, I didn't read that one yet this week. No, I didn't either. I mean, I might go back and check it out eventually, maybe when Immortal Hulk is done. Yeah. I thought Immortal Hulk would be done, and then Gamma Flight would come out next, where they'd be like, hey, don't fret, everyone. Here's, like, more of what you liked. It seems like maybe it was delays and everything stopped it oh yeah there you go there's uh there's your comics for this week everyone like we said this episode was going to end up being a little shorter because there just wasn't that much this week no there wasn't unfortunately yeah we hope uh this was a show that brought uh just as much uh quality if not quantity yes uh as always to remember if you're a patron you can check out the show in audio and visual form before anyone else we always try and take care of you you can uh join the patron for as little as a dollar a month if you want the video version that's five dollars a month i try and get capes and crooks up there and any other stuff that i can yep yep uh thank you everyone for the donations this week yeah. uh they're always appreciated captain oh, Quinn, yeah. there with the uh donations 
yes, absolutely. We're going to actually be able to uh, to get that money at some point and see what it's like. Uh, it's, it's a great way to support the show if you're not a patron already. Uh, thank you to Wild Bill Soda, yet another one of our sponsors. I know you guys have been going out there and buying it with our promo code. Cape Joel, getting yourself 10% off in these hot, hot summer months when a drink is nice. We actually got a payout from them just recently, so that felt good. Very nice. That definitely felt nice. So thank you again for that level of support. And just, you know, thank you in general for sticking uh, with us and everything. We hope you can make your uh, viewing experience that much nicer during these hot summer months. Some of us who are in quarantine still, some of us who are not. <laughs> this this that brings us all together. Yeah. All right, then I guess we can start winding the show down then. Shorter one this week, everyone. But hey, we we hit a full hour, so I feel good about that. Yeah, it's a, not, 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 uh, not too long from when we usually stop anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, not an unsubstantial show. So thank you, everyone. We'll be back again next week, same place, same time, on both Twitch and uh, YouTube. So be sure to keep your eyes open for that. Yeah, catch you later, everyone. Bye-bye, everyone.